0: and welcome to industry elites on this podcast industry elites very own natalie and vicky are going to be discussing the latest news trending around the world Hey everyone, welcome to Industry Leads. Natalie and Vicky here with another episode for our podcast. So today we have Lindsey Gion, who is the Founder, CEO, and Chairman of Guion Partners. We would like to welcome him to our podcast, and we're happy to have him on
1: today's episode, as well as one of his artists, uh, Macy. Thank you. With over 20 years of experience in the music industry, Founder, CEO, and Chairman of Guion Partners, Lindsey Guion brings a unique understanding to music and technology.
0: His management consulting firm works with high-profile clients in the areas of technology, media, entertainment, and sports. Having studied at both Georgetown and Harvard, John believes in staying current with technology as it relates to the entertainment industry.
1: He brings the problem-solving skills, focus, and confidence that is required for clients to make the best possible decisions. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that, Lindsay?
2: No, that you pretty much said it all.
1: Or told you have a guest here with us today?
2: Yes, we have an emerging artist that is in the studio working with Los Maestro from the most powerful city in the world. Macy. Yeah. Hey guys. Thank you.
0: Thank you for coming on our podcast. We're really excited to have you today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: So we want to start it super light and easy right in the beginning. Obviously, coronavirus is something that's looming on all of us in the industry, whether whatever profession we're in, it's definitely something we're all affected by. So How is everybody doing in social isolation now?
2: Yeah, we're doing we're doing pretty well. We um we are in position now to reinvent ourselves. And one thing that Macy and I have been doing, we've been communicating. We've taken this time to communicate, to reflect, to discover. Mm -hmm. To research, and now we know how to become more powerful when we get out of this quarantine. We're looking forward to getting in the studio with the producer. We're starting to engage with the super fans, building her fan base, building her awareness. Uh, go over new music There are so many things that we can do While we're in this quarantine And we're going to take advantage of this opportunity
1: Right on yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a thing to do right now I feel kind of everyone has this kind of abundance of free time Especially when people working from home Your commute's cut down And it's just definitely the time to do it
2: Well, it's not just the free time This Well, this time kind of slows us down Because I felt like we were moving too fast I also felt like the industry was moving too fast you know we have to build that foundation and this gives us an opportunity to do that it also builds confidence we got we can rebuild our image we can be more mindful of the content that we put out we can be more strategic all of those things come into play while we're in quarantine we are excited about the future we're looking forward to it and we probably only have about 30 more days or less and that gives us enough time to do what we need to do so we can do what we want
3: it also um Gave me some time to um, just, like, you know, perfect my writing, you know, listen to other, like, you know, other producers, other beats and stuff like that just to, like, practice with. It's given me some time to learn how to record myself. So, it's, it's I mean, it, it's not all bad. It's, it's There's still some good in that. Yeah, I think that's
0: great because we all have to kind of treat this as a learning process because, realistically, no one's really been in this situation. This is not something we can be like, oh, yeah, well, when this happened to us, like, five years ago, this is how everybody right. kind of handled it. So, moving into this new norm is really how we've all been looking at it, and I think having that positive outlook of okay, how can we reestablish ourselves or build ourselves to be better than we were before we kind of came into this is such a such a great outlook, and definitely leaving you probably leaving more successful coming out of it than like you said, then you were before it. So I'm just really interested how you guys started working
3: together. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Maybe I'm going to let you explain that.
3: <laughs> how we started first. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I believe my dad, my dad, it was my dad, right, Lindsay?
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. My
3: dad, I think he was doing some work with someone or doing like some work on someone's house. And um he always plays my music. The guy, I guess, that he was the guy's house who he was working on um, said that he knew people. And, you know, people always say that they know people. So, you know, I guess, I mean, me, I don't really be taking it serious, but my dad, he never passes up on an opportunity. So I guess they reached out somehow. And I don't know. I don't, how did that conversation go, Lindsay?
2: Well, uh, your dad was um, reached out to me prior to that. Yeah, you know, I was managing D'Angelo at the time, and your dad was sending me emails regarding you. Mm-hmm. um Frankly, I just didn't have the time to engage with his emails. But later on down the line, when I'm no longer representing D'Angelo and I had more free time, I was reintroduced to you through a mutual friend. What I saw when I was reintroduced, I saw an endless potential and that's what Macy and I made a decision that we will start working together in the future because I wanted to have a singular focus when I'm working with Macy so we decided to wait to a certain time period to start working together and that time has come and here we are it's
1: amazing that's actually a really great startup story definitely one for the book how did you guys start your processes together did you just kind of meet up one day and lay out a battle plan and just kind of go from there or how did
3: that develop Well, we always to my favorite uh one of my favorite restaurants in the city he we, he bought the game plan like um Lindsay has always has always like met business and he told me that I, I i'm actually glad that we waited because i had to get my business in order he always told me that it was important to get my business in order to make sure that my business was right you know what i mean so i don't know like i don't know man he's just he's a businessman you know what i mean not only is he my management he's a business partner
2: you know what i mean and yeah we, we, we kind of look at our clients as partners so i wanted to have that prelude with macy and i did we went to the restaurant we ate and if we're being honest here i felt almost like i was taking a meeting but i wasn't sure if i was interested in the arms when i got to the restaurant and we had our meeting I saw something that I didn't expect. I saw emotion. I saw passion. You know, she's a writer. Um, She has a story. She's a storyteller. And I knew that we can sell that. Uh, when I walked away from that meeting, I knew we could sell it. So, again, I wanted to give my focus to this project and not be all over the place. So we waited, um, and we decided to work together. And now we're moving forward, and we have a plan. I gave Macy a, a, a tangible artist development plan to use as a guide. We've already connected with a producer that we're interested in. Um, Macy Los de Maestro is the producer. and. Um, we also co-writes for Macy because she and I both mutually agreed that although you can be an extraordinary writer, um, you just don't have the credibility when you're an emerging artist. So right. it always helps to have someone that's been out there writing for hitmakers to be a part of your team, to lend credibility to the project. And you can also learn a lot from that. So we decided to work collectively with uh, Los De Maestro and The Dream. They are the biggest hit makers in the world. And um, this will be perfect for Macy.
0: So how long ago was that? When was like the year when you guys were like, this is our plan, we're getting this started?
2: Was it it January, Uh, Macy? I can't remember. Uh, January. Yeah, it, w- it was January so decided to work together and we had we put the plan in place to go in the studio and start working with our production team and then coronavirus hit so we're at a standstill we didn't get a chance to make it in the studio but that's okay because we've been talking we're getting to know each other we're getting to trust each other because trust is an important part of this foundation you have to trust and believe in someone you know now I fully trust her I'm hoping that she fully trusts me you know I feel like I'm not wasting my time I hope she feels like she's not wasting her time with that trust with that energy and with this reflection that we have we have opportunity to come out of this thing better than we got in before.
0: yeah definitely Macy would you say that being kind of obviously social distancing now that you're writing you said you're working on that a lot more so have
3: you been able to kind of put together a few more songs in quarantine of course it's not that I wasn't uh, writing before but it's like now I have more time because I'm just sitting still mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. you know it's, it's been it's been as though I'm not around a lot of people it's easier for me to focus and like tap into that creative space. So um, I've definitely written a few songs and I, I actually can't wait to you know, let, let the team hear you know, we can just, you know, start working on this stuff and, you know, or, or maybe even like r- writing for others or, you know things like that. I definitely did write a few songs So I wrote maybe about, maybe four or five. So
1: since you've been kind of more isolated from friends and just kind of the whole outside your house scene, do you find that's kind of hindering your inspiration or Do you think you're kind of striving with that? Oh,
3: not at all. I I believe I'm striving with it. I'm um, I'm I'm really a homebody. Like I'm not, you know, I don't really um move around a lot unless it's for music. You know what I mean? Like unless it's something with my career or you know it's something productive, then I'm I'm usually like in the house or like working out or something. So this this isn't hindering me at all. It's definitely opening me up. I'm not cluttered with so many different energies and you know what I mean. It's like I'm just to myself in my Mm -hmm. own space and my own zone. So it's it's definitely not. Hindering at all. Yeah, it kind of keeps you more focused I guess you could yeah, say. Most definitely.
2: Yeah, keep in mind, you know Macy reminds me of an old soul. Uh, she, she, <laughs> she, her beginnings come from a house where her grandmother and her mother and her father, they all are singers. So Macy spends a lot of time at home and she spends a lot of time with legends like Anita Bates and Lauryn Hill and real, stuff like that. I'm um, old school army. Love yeah. old school army. I grew up on all of it
3: Stevie Wonder Marvin Gaye just all of it I love it I'm definitely an old oh, soul so you got that one right Lindsay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so, so it's hard to really describe her music so we're just going to call it music and we feel that it doesn't have any color run some may say it's hip hop some may say it's soul say it's and we're going to just say it's music
0: I, like that. I know you were saying you kind of grew up all around artists and, and singers and your family was really big into music as well so your dad really seems like you're high person that was the one thing I was I got <laughs> from that conversation he seems like he believed in your dream probably yes. maybe like maybe more than a lot of people so how yeah. did that
3: work and did you believe in that too um you know what I struggle with it a lot but just having my family just having people behind me that's super supportive it always helped you know my dad my parents are my number one fans so even if I wasn't doing music I could be skipping rocks for 11 and they would still be my number mm-hmm. one fans. <laughs> seriously you know I mean, like they support me in everything that I do. As long as I'm not harming going on or myself, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like they support it, you know. As long as my whole heart is in it, and they know that I love music. I've always loved music, always. So yeah, you know, like I came from from a family that sings. I have some cousins. One of my cousins, I don't know if you guys know him. His name is Victor Wooten. He plays the bass. But it's just like we come from singers. So that's this is all I mm-hmm. know. You know what I mean? And uh, my my little sisters they sing as well. So you know they everybody's just super supportive, man. Like everybody, everybody in the whole house, everybody. In the family like me my mom my dad and my sisters everybody's very supportive of each
2: other no matter what it is so yeah and her sisters are her background singers so it kind of reminds me of an early Tony Braxton where her sisters were supporting her in the background and you kind of see three of them everywhere it almost gives the illusion that they are a, a, a group or a band because there's a lot of when you see Macy you don't see tracks or a DJ you see her with a band and her sisters are in that band so it's refreshing to have an artist like
0: yeah, that sounds probably like the best sister bonding experience you could probably <laughs> have. And, and one, one thing,
2: one thing I have to add, you know, in this reflection, we've discovered a new strategy when it comes to artists and managers, and and it kind of confused Macy in the beginning, and then we talked it through and we figure out what it really is. But we kind of like to take a three sixty approach on things. So when you're a manager or you're a representative and you take a 360 approach, it doesn't necessarily mean you are a record label taking that position. We put Macy in the middle and we we work around her. So if she's in the middle and we're working around her, that's 360. So everything around her, we're going to represent to make it work for Macy. And that's the position and that's the strategy we have for her, whether it's songwriting, publishing. Whether it's uh, her live performances, personal appearances, whether it's branding, whether it, it's building super fans, whether it's recording music, whether it's film and television, we're going to build around her. She's the storyteller that's in the middle. And, and that's a different approach for us and that's a different approach for the industry. But I think it's one that works because we have to have a new business model moving forward. This old business model is not working. That's why we said Macy is a partner, business partner, opposed to just an artist she's my business partner and I do manage her and we take a 360 position with that
1: uh when you mentioned you were moving kind of your business strategy around is that something that from the industry you kind of have to move around often just because the industry is constantly evolving or was it just kind of like this isn't working let's take another approach and kind of explore a different path
2: well the industry has changed and it's continuing to change technology forced this to change so that's why you have record companies companies. companies coming in wanting to do 360 recording agreement because that 360 recording agreement allows them to be a part of the management a lot of artists push back from that a lot of times you don't have choices and when you don't have those choices artists elect to be independent artists and now you have an independent artist that's working with a manager that takes that same position but takes the exact same money he would or she would take as a manager so the percentages doesn't change from the management perspective but the positioning changed and that was forced by the industry constantly evolving technology being a part of that and the streaming came into play artists are not making the money traditionally like they used to so now you have to have new discoveries and we are changing with the time
1: did you have you found with kind of evolving these strategies especially with streaming like i personally don't remember the last time i bought a cd i think it was probably 2009 ish maybe <laughs> but do you find that like for example um i know it's not completely the genre that you guys are in but you know how on spotify rap caviar always kind of has live shows and special recording things are you kind of utilizing those channels to try to touch something different use streaming to your benefits that way
2: well we have not yet because we want to be very strategic on what music we put out. Because Fair. once you put it out in the universe, you can't that's take it, it back. Mm-hmm. So we will get to that point. You know, I will encourage uh, Macy to do some live performances, but not on Spotify. Maybe on 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 one of the social media networks. Maybe mm-hmm. Facebook Live. Maybe Instagram. Maybe she mm-hmm. should sing cover songs. Just give them a teaser. To, that's it. But we don't want to really put anything out on the streaming um, platform just yet
0: how many songs would you say you guys have to compile to get like I don't know how many you put out let's, let's say if you put out like 10 songs how many would you actually have to record and have to write to
3: pick those 10 songs
2: great question and I'm let Macy you answer that question I'll come in after you
3: yeah sure for me I feel like it, it depends it depends on the vibe because sometimes you can have mm-hmm. a vibe you can just like like once you catch that vibe that's it like you can just go on and on and on and on you know but some stuff isn't I don't know
2: how to get 10 songs maybe like traditionally it would probably be 10 songs Songs, but I think what we're trying to do here is making and I working off this vibe that she has. And I explained to Macy just last month, if her vibe is to write four songs, and those are four killer songs, let us put those four killer songs out as an EP which stands for extended play and just give them a taste we want them to want more we want her audience, her fans to want more give them those four songs they're your best four songs you have, give that to them so now they see what's coming they're, they're anticipating an album and when we do the album my hope is that we don't do more than eight songs on the album, although we probably record 20. And i tell you okay, why, because the fans have shorter attention spans today than they had years ago, you know, you know? And we want to make sure we keep their attention, and we want to make sure we keep building. So we give them an EP, we give them an eight-song album, now they want more. Now we're feet. now we're building a foundation, now we're building a body of work, now we're building a brand. This is our 360 approach. Unlike record companies historically where they throw something out there and see if it stick, doesn't stick, they make another one. If that doesn't stick, then they will end the project. We're going to see it all the way through. So if we put something out there, we're going to see it all the way through. It's going to be a 360 approach. It's going to be 360 marketing behind it. And those are the things we're preparing for. And and again, had we done this earlier, we may not have been this strategic, but because we have so much time to analyze and, and do our research and discover new music and discover passions and emotions. Now we're going to approach this a Little differently.
1: Uh, so, with the album thing, I've always kind of wondered this. Um, I guess this might be a little premature of a question, but like for future planning with your 360 approach, is how would you go about picking like your debut tracks, like the first ones that you want to kind of present to the world first? Do you pick the strongest? Do you like how do you go about that? The second part to that question would be how do you go about deciding what like music video you want to attach to those songs?
2: Good question. You know, back in in the... Um, God, I don't know if it was the 60s 70s, but back in the 60s or 70s, we had this sound called Motown, and the way Motown did it, they picked their songs by committee. I mean, I'm sorry, they had their committee pick a song. So we want to take that approach if it is okay with Macy, because we have a committee, we have a team. Um, Macy's parents is a part of that committee. Macy's super fans are part of that committee. Macy's producer, songwriter, are uh, part of that committee. So the committee will help us pick the song. It makes that. If you want to add the other part, I mean, go into
3: what you were just saying about the on about picking a song and also not just with that it's like but remember it's for me it's always been quality over quantity so I would rather put out something that means a lot to me than to just put out anything so like Lindsay was saying it's about the vibe it's about catching the vibe that committee I'm I'm guessing how it would go maybe I would want to sit down with everybody you know like with a board or something and we just go and listen because sometimes you, you know it's not not just the single is important but the order of the song is super super important I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys do you guys agree with that yeah
0: I feel like you have kind of like that starter song and then you're working on that build up you don't want to obviously be yeah, like fall off, right?
3: you know what i mean so yeah and
0: then they're like oh well like then this is a little more chill afterwards yeah, but the first yeah, song was like so so up there that it's like okay is this going to be the vibe the whole time or yeah i feel like it's more questions if it's like yeah that.
3: yeah
2: and and that's why that's why we started with just one producer and one songwriter to work with Macy opposed to several. Because we want to have that consistency, that storytelling. You know, that team can figure it out. What is what do they call the clip back in the day? They can figure it out. You know, and, and everybody gets super excited, everybody's on the same page, everybody's working in concert. When you bring in different producers and songwriters, you don't get that. That because everyone has their own ideas So we just want to make certain That we're working in concert And we do that by having A certain producer And songwriters involved And then now we can make sense of The the sequence of the music mm-hmm. And we, we have a concept is, is what I'm trying
0: So Macy, what was your favorite song? Because obviously you just started working with Lindsay in January But you've released music prior to that So we listened to a few of your songs And Vicky and I honestly love like all of them we're like okay we're definitely going to be listening to her music after we get <laughs> off the podcast what you. is your favorite
3: um my favorite would have to be my favorite on that ep i'm guessing that's what you guys are talking about my ep Indecisive. it would be yeah. i got it's a song in there called i got it's my favorite because it shows like it's it really shows who i am not only as an artist but just like as a human being it shows like what I'm into, you know what I mean? It's one of my songs that gets kind of personal. Like my fans can get personal with me. So yeah, and then it's my favorite to perform as well. Like I feel like I have like an alter ego on stage or something when that, when the <laughs> band starts playing that song, I just like turned into someone else. I don't know. <laughs>
0: That has to be my favorite call, I guess. Yeah, that one was a good one. We liked that one.
1: Mm -hmm. I do remember actually from kind of working through, you were on the Therapy feature film soundtrack. Is that correct? Did I remember that right?
2: To clarify, she wasn't on the soundtrack. Macy Music was inspired by the soundtrack. Oh, okay. she saw the movie and she was inspired by that, so she submitted a song for the soundtrack. So when we repackaged the soundtrack track this summer which we're, we're going to do with a visual album um macy's song will be featured on there as well awesome
1: uh so what made you kind of i guess reach out with submitting that was that before you kind of got together with Lindsay, or was that just i'm going to shoot my shot and kind of send out my track i kind
3: of honestly i kind of shot my shot but um Lindsay had love, love that, that. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I didn't think that um, I didn't even think that like the song I'm glad he did but I didn't even think I was actually kind of done with, with the song honestly Like I, it wasn't that I was over it or anything I just kind of like mm-hmm. okay well, yeah, I'm just going to leave this one alone but I believe you heard it and you liked it did you not Lindsay?
2: Yeah I, I did and the fact that Macy wasn't the only one campaigning for that song her producer was on one side of the ear making certain that I knew that he was from the UK he produced the song with Macy he's explaining the song, and then I'm I'm hearing the song, I'm hearing Macy on the song, and something about the emotion of the song made me feel like that this would be a good fit for therapy. So moving forward, we are going to have Macy involved in therapy. Uh, The the film producers and the uh, film directors are very interested in her being a part of the the, the therapy trilogy. There are going to be other parts of therapy that's going to be released in the future, and Macy's going to be a part of it. That's super exciting.
0: So, Lindsay, just I guess to give our listeners a bit of background on therapy, if you could sum up your therapy project, what would you want to just tell our listeners more about it?
2: It's hard for me to talk about the film because... I was involved in it. But uh, therapy, <laughs> there are different forms of therapy, right? So so therapy was based on a true story that we decided to tell the story because by telling the story, it's therapeutic to tell the story. So we decided to tell the story with music. And we came with the concept of having uh, a short film, a visual album, and a soundtrack to the album. So um, that makes up the therapy project. And as of today, therapy is an award-winning film um, with over 25 awards. Um, we we had about 200 film festivals that we were involved in, and over 100 were canceled or until 2021. So we have to wait and see how therapy ends. But as of today, we're 25-time award-winning uh, film therapy.
0: Congratulations. That's an amazing accomplishment.
2: Thank you. Remember, it's a short film. The short film usually goes to film festivals and gets scouted by by uh, the film the studio uh, executive. Now you get acquired. And now it goes to big ring and that's what we hope for in 2021.
0: Well, twenty twenty one is gonna be the year that it happens for sure. Twenty twenty, I think we just wanna return it, get our get our receipt back and then just move to twenty (laughs)
2: twenty-one. I hate to say that, but this is supposed to be in the year of vision and 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 now we have to wait till twenty (laughs) twenty one.
0: It's delayed vision, but it's still there temporarily on hold.
1: (laughs) It's just twenty twenty was our trial version. And then 2021 will be the real go. So, <laughs> so with
2: that being said you can look out for Macy's new project in 2021. Although you may get some teasers in 2020, I think the full project will be out in 2021. Yeah. We're
0: looking for sure. forward to that. So are you you both are from New York then, right? I'm from um D-C- Maryland. Okay, so you're in Maryland right now with I'm Lindsay. Where are you right now?
2: Yeah, I'm from I'm from DC. I'm in DC now, but we're based out of New York. So we're a New York-based okay, company, God. but I'm from DC.
0: Very nice. So you've definitely been able to see a lot of parts of the US, that's for sure, then. So the one thing obviously we just want to keep chatting about was just I guess the overall inspiration for things. So we briefly touched on how you're getting a lot of your inspiration inspiration. inspiration for these songs and that's what allows you to write them so i guess where do you really pull that inspiration from so does it there is there a certain area of your life where you're like this is how i thrive and write my music or is it just like in general inspiration from things going on around
3: the world a little bit of both but i think what what my fans connect with is when i get personal so anytime i'm talking about like you know like you know heartbreak love um situations that i've been in you know stuff like that you know what i mean like old situations -hmm. um because, you know, my music is not, I don't do it just to help other people. I do it to help me as well. It's therapy for me. So writing and, and singing and just being in that element helps a lot. You know, it helps me like, you know, communicate, you know, my feelings and how I feel about certain situations, maybe that I never got to stay with certain people or, you know, like certain situations that I was in as far as like relationships, you know what I mean? So I, I pull it from like spaces like that
1: do you find since your music is kind of so personal um and like emotion driven do you find that a lot of your fans are kind of reaching out saying your music helped me through this or i can really relate to you or that kind of got me through my
3: last breakup yeah i get i get that like um and you know what that means a lot to me it means a lot to me uh, days when i'm having like it's it's times when i'm having horrible days and I'll get something from a fan or somebody listens to my music and they just like asking like, hey, yo, like when's, when you dropping something else or, you know, um I, I'm sitting here listening to seeing him or I'm listening to indecisive, or I'm listening to whatever song they're listening to. And it, it makes my day, you know what I mean? It makes me feel like I'm doing a great job in what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? So. I, I, I just I love it it means the world to me
2: and to be honest with you uh, I feel that Macy's music takes me from the streets to the floor to the bedroom and when I mean the floor I mean the dance floor so you go from the streets to the floor to the bedroom with, with Macy's music
1: that's a solid review I respect that I remember earlier we were kind of saying that um, you consider your music to be genre fluid is there something that you'd want to explore explore more in the future like i want to make a solid hip-hop track and then kind of go back to like no this is definitely an r&b track or a more poppy track or are you just kind of gonna go with the flow i kind of want to go with the
3: flow because you never know like you never know like will you you know i mean like i I feel like your your sound is forever evolving You know what I mean? So you never know what'll happen. You know what I mean? Who knows? I might do a country album or something. I don't know. So do you think like when you label yourself
0: in the music industry, that can leave you a bit stuck? Is that why you guys are kind of hesitant to put that label on it? Or is it just more so like, that's just the the way like that, your music's going.
2: Yeah, historically there've been some artists that get stuck in a certain genres because they were putting a uh, there. Were, there was a label put on them, and we're trying to stay away from that. Um, we also are at the of the mindset that hip hop is a culture, so you know um, it's going to be hip hop influenced and and makes music in any event. So if we had to put a label on it, it would probably be R and B soul because that's exactly what it is. It's the the sound of new America. I like that. That was a good spring to it. <laughs>
3: that
1: was great, man. Yeah, no, that was. You're a good, hype man, Lindsay. No,
2: well, well, all these are, are, are marketing tools, and, and, and I really do believe in management plus marketing, or marketing plus management. They work hand in hand. The old business model was the record company and marketing, which works too. Management has to have marketing as a part of their setup.
1: So you say with marketing, is that I guess a more modern approach to marketing? Like you're kind of going to go through socials and kind of stuff like that versus the old school where they're putting out just kind of general promotion?
2: Yeah, it's kind of a modern approach. Now marketing to us with respect to management or in connection with management is, Social media marketing Digital marketing And mobile marketing uh, Fans are always On their mobile devices Everything is digital It's translates faster And social media Is probably The best marketing tool That we've used today
0: Yeah social media Is definitely something That I can see You guys getting a lot A lot of love mm. from Is that something You found that you're Also getting like The negative side of it Like has it brought on Some hate as well Or that's not something you really
3: experience Right now I mean i haven't really experienced it but you know it comes with a business everybody's not gonna like what you do you know you have like people that just sit on the computer or the phone and do that all day to people just for no reason so I, I try i don't pay attention to the negatives you know we we just we striving for something great you know what i mean and and that's not something that i focus on at all you know what i mean if it's not for you it's just not for you you know what i mean i'm, I'm just i'm focused on who it is for you know what
2: I mean. There was a time in the past, Macy, uh, and if you don't like this part, we could always cut it out. <laughs> that, you, that you drove, you and your mom drove to, believe it was South Carolina for an American Idol audition. Yeah, and that was where you received your first bitter taste of rejection. Ooh, ooh, ooh.
3: That's why I received my first note. Like, nah, like, like, no, it hurt but it made me, like, now that I'm thinking about it, it made me stronger, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it made me so much stronger and it made me want to go harder because that's 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 just one door, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's just one door, like that's, that was one no, you know what I mean? I I, I could have mm-hmm. took that and just been like, you know what, I'm done, I ain't never gonna say again but I took that and was like, you know what, it's just not for them, you know what I mean? It's for somebody else, like, it's just not for them, that, that just wasn't the situation for me.
2: You found a vocal mentor that helped you <laughs> through these challenges um, from a Female soul group or door,
3: yeah. Lucas, yes. Right after, right after, um, I got that note, mm. my cousin called, he does some stuff for TV or whatever. He called and he was like, I got some people I want to try to meet, and I just was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know about it. And it ended up being Cassandra Lucas and her husband, um, Cassandra Lucas was in the group Changing Faces, and from there, it's like. We just, like, hit it off, you know what I mean? Like, she she took me under her wing, and she bought a lot out of me like you know i was so like i was like in a shell with singing where it was like i was just like on one level and she took it to an, another level like she just bought me out of my shell she told me how important it was to just be myself and to just keep
2: going so she was really like a mentor for you for sure a
3: mentor and, and, and a vocal coach
2: now were there other artists that you worked with in the past that you want to talk about um, songwriters
3: i worked with about maybe three 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 years ago i had started working with i um, an artist from the DMV, uh, Raheem Devon. And um, out of that situation, we uh, created the EP that you guys were talking about, Indecisive. I, I learned a few things from that as well. I was going through a lot, like a lot of stuff that happened before that situation where I was kind of like shying away from the music. I was just going to kind of like take like a, a break and figure things out. I was down, I had, I had a show on U Street in D.C., and somebody FaceTimed. Um, Raheem Devon while I was uh, performing. At the time I was working down at a old folks home in DC. And um, he came to my dog and we went to the studio that day and it just was, I was in the studio ever since. Yeah, that's how we got that, that EP and the video
2: from my single, Faded. So it's fair to say that these influences help mold what we have, the artists we have today, yes. Macy. That's awesome.
0: So I guess I want to pull it back a little bit just because you briefly touched on it, but so you tried out for American Idol. What, what was the drive to want to do that? Obviously, I guess, to be, to follow your
3: music career, but just kind of what led into that? Um, Of course, I was watching it on like TV and everybody was just like, yo you ever thought about going on that and I was like I ain't trying to go on there <laughs> like I'm not to it's like no you should try it like what's the I'm like, what's the worst that can happen you know what I mean we drove we drove down there we that was the closest that was the closest uh, audition for uh, was South Carolina so we drove eight hours down there and um, we slept outside um all of the stuff that you see on TV is real like the people in lines singing and playing drums and stuff that stuff is real like it was a great experience Like looking back on it it was a great experience. Like a lot of like this I I just was thinking about like a lot of people don't get to do that. Like a lot of people don't don't have support where they can just get in the car and be like, all right, come on, let's go. Drive eight hours, you know what I mean? So it was a mm-hmm. great experience, even though I did get a note, it still was like, it was great. It was a great car ride, like going down there with my parents, singing, you know what I mean? Like sleeping in the car, that experience, it, it was cool, man. It was, it was cool.
1: Did uh, they do the ego. kind of like classic uh, American Idol setup? Like were you in the room, you had to sing, and then they were kind of yay or nay, and then you just had to leave, yeah, I guess?
3: It was like, of course, it was like long lines, and you, you get in, you register, It was like I think we were in a stadium. I I think we were in a stadium, and they took us to like one of these rooms, and then maybe like 16 people in a room. Um, It was like I think like three judges. It, it wasn't the judges, of course, that you see on the TV, but it was three judges, and they just picked like they just start po- pointing at people, like picking people out, like you sing, you sing, you sing, and then maybe they'll pick up three people and tell them to sing back to back or something like that, and then you step back, and then they'll just like point, like yes no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, like that.
0: Okay, that sounds way more intense than what we see on TV. <laughs> it was.
3: Man, you gotta like realize, like that's like super intense, especially for somebody who hadn't, like you know what I mean? Like this was like my first audition ever. Like I don't know, I was like terrified. There was so many people in the room. I was terrified.
0: Just thinking about that situation just makes me terrified. Like, I'm just like, okay, you just walk into this room. Like, yeah, I'm going to sing. And then there's like thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. You sing,
1: you sing, you
3: sing. I'm like, what the heck?
1: So how long did that take then? If there was like that process?
3: It wasn't. I mean, of course, it felt like forever, but it wasn't. It probably took about maybe like ten minutes because you didn't have to sing like a lot. You know what I mean? It's like maybe like the first maybe ten to fifteen seconds of a song, so you had to like pick the best part ever. Oh,
1: fair. Which song did you pick? I don't even remember what I sang. Like the
3: best part of whatever song because you only had that like that little bit of
1: time. Okay, so
0: obviously, I really just want to touch on this whole six, three sixty approach that Lindsay was mentioning. So not only is that kind of your business model, but then also I think we. Want to really get into that within this podcast so you're obviously more than just an artist and putting putting yourself into your music but outside of that what do you like to do like are you really being into binging like tv shows all about working out eating healthy going out socially with your friends what's your thing
3: (laughs) (laughs) i am a netflix girl like i love netflix i'll sit and binge watch Same. same (laughs) <laughs> All day. other than that i don't really do anything like i don't i don't really like to go out like to clubs and stuff like that i'm like i'll do something like a museum i love museums i was always kind of hurt when this coronavirus stuff happened because i haven't been to one in a while and my favorite museum has a new um exhibit that i've been dying to see but i don't know when i'll get to see it now but um i do something are they like offering
0: the virtual one
3: I know some museums no, are doing like virtual tours. No, oh God, they are. The thing about um, it is, like, it hurts so bad, but it's cool because like now it just makes me appreciate it even more. Like I'm just gonna go a lot when I have the time, mm. as much as I can. But um, yeah, that really what I really miss the most, honestly, is sushi. Oh yes, yes. So I sushi want sushi. Breakfast
1: so yeah. bad and it's not worth ordering it because you buy like two rolls and at least here in Canada it's like 30 bucks which right. you can go to all you yeah, can eat for that much it's yeah. very depressing yes it hurts so
3: <laughs> hurry 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 so I can get my sushi
1: and to me, I miss it <laughs> is there anything else that you really miss not being able to do kind of with corona like I know me the second this is lifted I'm going to the nail sure, salon <laughs>
3: <laughs> I feel I feel you but I'm kind of good on the nails I'm kind of good with that it's like I think that's probably like the only I really don't get out Like I don't really do anything like that. when I do have free time I'm spending it all my time with my family. I really don't do anything outside of like music other than museums and stuff like that, like chill stuff. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like clubs and stuff like that. Um, I don't drink much. If I do, it's like some wine, maybe. But other mm-hmm. than that, I'm like, you know, I'm a homebody. Seriously, net, like, give me some Netflix, some brownies. That's all I need. Like, I'm good.
2: I think What's as soon the- as this is lifted, uh, Macy and I probably jump on the plane and head to the studio in Los Angeles.
3: Okay. Uh, Macy
2: did make the decision oh not to fly during this time uh we had the option and macy uh and her family thought it was best that they did not do that so we're going to wait it out and the moment this is lifted we're on the plane heading to the studio
0: well that's exciting that's so cool so when you go to la then and you good guys would go out go into the studio just i guess take us through
3: A day in the studio, like what would that look like for you and Macy? A day in the studio, I'll just be like, I don't like to go like super early in the morning. So maybe like 12 or after we getting in there and we plan some music. Like we just plan some stuff. Maybe like we sitting around playing some stuff. Just to catch the vibe. And then immediately I'm going to the booth. I don't really I don't really uh, take that time lightly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work. So I go in, like, you know, I listen to it a few times. Maybe um, get some opinions on it. And then I'm straight in the booth. And I'm, I'm doing what I got to do. Uh, afterwards, then it'll be like, you know, like a light mix. Like a light rough mix where you, you can sit around and put your, you know, people can throw out their opinions. Whether it's me, Lindsay, where in there with a producer or a writer. You know, they can throw in their opinions. On you know how how we're doing the producing side of the music, like the effects that we might throw in on a beat or hesitations that you might might put in there, stuff like yeah. that. And then I'm going home, go to sleep, and we're doing these things like this is an everyday thing, you know what I mean? That's it. That's, if, that's mm-hmm. if we, you know, I mean? I might not, we might not go home. We might gotta 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 tough it out and be there. I don't I don't know, you know what I mean? We might gotta tough it out and be there. We might not go home. We might just stay and keep working, keep working, keep working. But um, yeah, that's about it. I'm going into work. So, what does the process look like with that? Do you kind of like develop
1: a beat and like lay down a track, and then add your vocals to it, or do you start with your vocals and kind of let the beat develop with the song?
2: Um, oh yeah, I, I can take this. Well, since we have a producer involved, our approach is going to be, and the producer has this time, as we do, and this opportunity to analyze Macy and, and see where he wants to go with this, um, the producer's going to start working on tracks. And submit them to Macy And if Macy Feels that she can work with Any of the tracks, or she will pick the tracks She can work with, and then she will Write to the tracks, and then The producer and Macy will get together In the studio and collaborate The producer, both producer and Macy and, uh, will decide Whether or not they will bring In another songwriter To collaborate at that time or At a later time. Uh, at this point We don't know if it's going to be in the beginning or at the end but i'm hopeful that we will do it at the end that way we can see macy and how she works uh with the producer and without the producer with the uh songwriter without the songwriter remember this Mm -hmm. is a new creative relationship that macy and i have so i'm learning her she's learning me uh at every step of this relationship, we mutually agree on things. So I don't have the final say. She doesn't have the final say because we want to make certain that we're not too close to it, but we're being more logic than emotion when it comes to picking her music. And I know everyone's going to have an opinion and that's why we need the committee part of our team to be involved in this because we have to be able to market whatever we have or it has to be a balance between marketing and what what macy's passionate about ultimately this is her brand and we want to make certain that we handle that the best way we can yeah we have to position ourselves to per- penetrate the marketplace because macy is not the only artist out there just coming out of this thing wanting to be bigger and stronger so, we have to make certain that whatever we do is world class. That way, she can compete at any level in the music industry and with that being said it's not just her material that's going to be world-class the studio has to be world-class the producer the songwriter the mixer mastering marketing etc everything has to be world-class because we're competing against the world's best
0: no that obviously like vicky said it's definitely a good mentality to have from what we can see but obviously you've mentioned the criticisms that kind of come with getting to that level of perfection so Macy, how do you kind of feel with, like, are you really protective over, like, your music and the things that you've written? Or are you really just open to whatever suggestions and advice people have? You're kind of just taking that all in. What's your dynamic with that?
3: I mean, you know, at first I was a little standoffish with it because, you know, I'm an artist and I love what I do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, of course, my music is everything to me. But I I value Lindsay's opinion. You know, I value value our team's opinion. And I want to do what's best. I know that they want what's best for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. We all we all want the same goal. Like, we all have the same goal. You know what I mean. So, yeah. yeah I'm not I'm not like that. You know what I mean. Like I, I I definitely. And then you know, Lindsay has has worked with artists, other artists before me, big artists. So mm-hmm. you know, I I definitely always hear what he has to say about whatever. You know what I mean. That's why when it came to the song, um, Just Your Love. Uh, when it came to the song, um, I was just like. You know, I did I mean I didn't know if he would like it or not, but when he said that he did, it just was like, Wow, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it it meant a lot to me. So
2: Well, all of this is about art, right? So um what we try to do is have make Macy have a singular focus on her art. As an artist, she's creating art, she's practicing the art and she's demonstrating the art that's going to take a lot to do that and we pride ourselves in managing that artist and collectively we're a team and um so we have been working well together and we're going to continue to figure out ways to to make this relationship the best relationship possible and and try to take on the world
0: okay so i think we definitely chatted about a lot of things just within the industry itself but is there anything you guys want to touch on before we kind of close out on the
2: podcast yeah i i just want to say i know we did a lot of talking on this podcast and a lot of people do but i think both macy and i can show you better than we can tell you most definitely um, so so we're gonna get into the studio and create the music get it out to the world and, and I know the real world can be cruel, but we're just gonna give it our best shot. Now, that's
0: awesome. I thought you were gonna start singing then. I thought you'd be like, okay, we can't we've been talking, but now we're just singing. <laughs> like, oh yes, I'm gonna sing. <laughs> I was expecting well, that too. I'm not gonna well, lie. Well, <laughs> that's why I
2: that's why I stay behind the scenes, you know. I mean, Macy's the singer, hence <laughs> She's like
0: I can't I'm not, I'm not gonna No, oh no, I no, Okay, more okay well, yeah, room. let's hear it. <laughs>
2: I think we just put you on the spot, Macy. Oh, yeah,
0: that's not <laughs> a spot. It's like American Idol <laughs> Logician.
2: You sing, you sing. We sing. won't you say sing. no, though. Oh, my God. I'm
3: back at American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, All right, here we go. Let's see. what are going to sing. Okay, I'm going to do a little bit of Anita Baker, my favorite artist. All right. With all my heart, I love you, baby. Stay with me, and you will see. My arms will hold you, baby. Never leave, cause baby, I believe in this love, sweet
1: love. That was amazing. <laughs> that was so- <laughs> yes,
0: thank you. Wow. <laughs> That was awesome. I think that was an awesome thing to close us out. We're super excited that we were able to chat with both you guys and really give our listeners the background on what really goes into a manager-artist relationship and how you guys are working and meshing so well together. So thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. All right. Thanks again. All right. Bye-bye.